Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Jody Shelley coming on momentarily. Jackets coming to this tilt. 13 and 10. Good for fifth in the Metro Division. Joining me now, joining us now, Jody Shelley, voice of Columbus Blue Jackets. I guess, Jody, the, the good news is they don't suck as bad as we thought. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is good news, isn't it? <laughs> and it, it, exactly right. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, so much talk and speculation and... You know, for for a Columbus Blue Jacket fan, it's been tough the last few years. You watch these star players develop or you think that they're going to be leaders for many more years and Pierre-Luc Dubois is gone and Seth Jones is gone and yet, you know, they're they're hanging in there. Yeah, those guys have left. Felino has moved on. Savard, um, yeah, Zach Wierenski stepped up and said, I want to be here. Yarmo went and got Boquist. Uh, picked up a young defenseman in the trade there. I got Cole Sillinger, who's in the lineup as an 18-year-old. So that was a pretty good swap with Seth Jones, uh, you know, who also wanted to leave. And then, you know, you got enough skill around, enough guys that they can play. They, they can play a good brand of hockey. Plus, they got two good goalies. So really, when you look at it, when you have goaltending, uh, it helps. But when you have some guys who want to prove something, especially to start the year. That's what they've done. No one really expected much out of them. Took them maybe a little too lightly, and they play a style of hockey that can be annoying to play against because they 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 try to outwork you every single shift. So it's been fun to watch them. Yeah, and Jody, for like a Leafs fan that hasn't watched much, much Blue Jackets hockey this season, what would you uh, advise them to watch? What do they do well that uh, maybe it's some surprising players that that maybe haven't um, you know haven't crossed the radar as much in Toronto? Yeah, well, there's a bunch of them, Justin. But you know what they do really well is they their identity has been their forecheck, but they're relentless on the back check. I guess like most teams now, but but mm-hmm. they're Zach Wierenski, to me when he dials it up, which he you know he prides himself on goal scoring as a defenseman who lost Seth Jones. He he's ready to go. If he's ready to go tonight, watch him. He is elite. The way he skates, he defends better. He's got a wicked little uh, wrist shot that he takes. Um, Cole Sillinger has been a nice surprise at 18 years old. Uh, youngest guy in the National Hockey League. Uh, he's, uh, he, he gets it in all, like on the ice, off the ice. He's a fun guy to watch. Um, you know, their center ice position is a little weak, but their, uh, their wingers aren't bad. And Max Domi is a guy, you know, he's had some good moments, but we're still kind of waiting on him, so... Him and Patrick Liney have been two guys that it's been refreshing the way they've come in to start. Patrick's not playing tonight. Uh, but when Max is on, he plays a perfect brand of Blue Jackets hockey, which is like quick strike, you know, engaged in the game, uh, no nonsense. But when he gets away from that, that's when he, you know, that's when he gets in trouble. A big story the last little while, of course, was the coaching change. Uh, and you went from such a <laughs> strong personality in, in Tortorella Usually when that happens, you go as far as the face of the earth to find a replacement, but they went with uh, Brad Larson and someone that had been working with Tortorella. So how has that felt um, maybe internally in that room or the perception outside the room in terms of uh, a different style? 
Yeah, it's a different style. I think it's been kind of refreshing, you know, for a lot of these guys. Um, you know, Patrick Line showed up in game number one wearing a purple suit and purple sunglasses, which I don't know if he would have done that with John Corderella. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think there's a little bit of lightness around it. Uh, I think there's a fresh start feel. Of course, we know that. Um, but, you know, Larson – is a guy that learned under torts and took notes. And, and when you look at this Kipper, who's a better guy to, to lead a, a young retool and bring in these young players than a guy who understands what they have to be as Blue Jackets, kind of the identity of the organization. They don't have to tell him anything about that. He knows the city. He knows the players. So it's work with management to develop. And I think that's what Larson is. You know, Obviously, he's here to win, win games as a coach behind the bench every night. But I think the big picture is, He's the right guy in that sense because this is a very, very young team with some, you know, five, six, seven-year uh, guy, NHL guys that are still 24, 23, Zach Wierenski. So uh, he's the guy for that. So it seems like Merzlikens is a big part of what's going on there and the uh, the wins that they've put up. I know it's been a little bit of a rough stretch lately for for the team, but Merzlikens himself is a 920 save percentage so far this season. Yeah. How reliant are they on this guy? Because, Lord, the uh, Leafs fans remember uh, him haunting them in the playoffs uh, not that long ago. Yeah, they are quite reliant on him. Um, you know, he, he's really changed his style, too. He's a guy that it seemed like he was – uh, anxious for every puck, every single shot had to be like a spectacular moment in the game. Uh, and he's really calmed down. He's got some confidence. And uh, I'd say they rely on him quite a bit. There's been games where, listen, it's been a barrage of shots and, and big scoring chances. Uh, he loves the battle. He loves the second and third chances. He just seems to be like, you know, the bigger the moment, the the, the larger he becomes. So, uh, maybe I wouldn't say too much. It's a kind of a two goalie system. So Corpus has come in and done okay, but Elvis has done a much better start, especially at home. I don't know what it is at home, but like this team plays way better with the momentum and, and it seems like they can't get the energy on the road. And that's where they really try to let Elvis help them hang in there. But, uh, he's, he's, he's done his job to this, to this part. Not, not, uh, not too much to ask of him. Injuries have uh, plagued Patrick Laine, but wh- where is this on a long-term basis, uh, Jody? Is this one of those, finally, um, this is this is our guy, we, we're signing him, he's not going anywhere, feel, or is it still kind of open-ended on, on what Patrick Laine's future could look like in Columbus? Yeah, that that to me is, that that is a great question. Uh, you know, I would love to sit here and say he's the guy, but you know, this is an organization that needs to move forward. And if it's the Patrick line we've seen to start the season, which is kind of a small sample size, because last year was a complete wash. I mean, uh, you know, he didn't know whether to shoot or take his skates off and, and, you know, go get in his car type of thing. That's how you felt for him, you know what I mean? So he was starting to feel, find himself this year. Um, you hope he's long-term, but, you know, you have to see what he does and, and how much he can complement what they're trying to do here. Um, you know, the, the politically correct answer might be, yeah, the long-term answer, but I don't think we could say that to this point. I think there needs to be more seen from him and continue to grow from him. He's still so young, right? And he's still so fun to watch. I, I love watching him even practice, but the buy-in to the team and, and you know, the kind of the, the commitment on a daily basis of, uh, of being that guy, the guy, uh, we'll, we'll see how where it goes. How's Adam Boakvist been since he's come over? He was, uh, you know, someone I think Columbus was pretty excited about. 
You know what? Yeah, he was part of a really good draft. I didn't realize he was drafted so high. I think he was eight to Chicago or, or a little higher than that. He's been good. He's 21 years old. You know, he's very, very, very confident on and off the ice. You could tell. I think his teammates love him for that. Um, you know, he has been playing with Zach Wierenski. Tonight he won't be. He'll be with. Uh, he'll be on a lower pair. Um, he's been good. He moves the puck. He's a little light in some of the battles, but. You know, you can tell he's highly skilled. He's had a couple games with two goals already. Um, you know, he loved being on that top power play unit in Chicago. I think he brings a little little, uh, little life to the Blue Jackets power play there with line A out. You see him as the right-handed shot in that line A spot sometimes. Not to shoot, but to distribute. So, uh, he's been a bright spot, I would say. And one of those things that was a bigger question mark coming into the year. But right now, he seems to f- figure out where he fits in. Doug McLean will be pissed off if I don't mention Sean Crawley, but they, they brought him in uh, uh, a great reputation over the years with the Boston Bruins. This guy's uh, almost 60 playoff games, which has been quite incredible. But how's that? Yeah. How's the leadership that he's brought over from that Boston team? I love this guy. I mean, he's, you know, he comes in and Kipper, I'll tell you, like, I asked him kind of like what I know his game, but I asked him like, what is your focus when you're, you know, when you're out there? And he's like, listen, when I was in Boston, our job as a line was to win the defensive zone draw and let the other guys get in the offensive zone and take advantage. And he said it, it would happen, you know, four or five times a year where Bergeron would come up and be like that face off you won in the second period that allowed us to get a face-off in the offensive zone is the reason why we won the game. So he's a detailed guy that brings that, that focus on what he is, uh, and his line is, is benefited from it. Like, Texier was the number one center for a bit to start this, this uh, season because they're kind of looking for a guy. But now he's on that line, and with that defined role with Corrali and Corrali pulling him in and saying, no, we're get it out of the zone, we get it through the neutral zone, and you know what? They can score – which is a little, little more upside than what he had in Boston. But I love what he's done with just that definition of role and embracing that because it, it's really, I think other lines and other players have been like, okay, you know, this, is, uh, this might be an approach that will help me too. So he's, he's been phenomenal. One more for me, Jody, and, and that's Max Domi, another guy that's been bit by, uh, uh, you know, un- uncertain, uh, unfortunate circumstances, including, including COVID. But where's his ultimate fit on this team? Yeah, that's another one for me. With last year being such a waste uh, in in the sense of no energy in the buildings and not getting to know Max whatsoever from being away, I love talking to Max. You can tell his passion. You know, he's a full-time hockey guy all the time when when it comes to, you know, being a young kid growing up here at the ACC in the hallways with his dad. And I love what he brings. I I hope he finds his game consistently. I think that's what we want from Max. I think that's what Max has to do. Um, again, you know, I just talked about Corrali and the role he's found. I sometimes feel like Max needs to find that role. Uh, he's so good at, at, at setting things up. And, and, you know, last year he became somewhat of a shooter, which he, he didn't seem to suit him. So I don't know where he fits in long-term. I really don't. I think that there's a few pieces that you, you see with this team now that will be long-term. Uh, but Max and Patrick, will they be complementary pieces to the core or can they move into the core? I'm not sure where that's where that sits right now. And that's just my opinion, but that's just from watching, you know, the first 25 games and, and being around this group and, and, and seeing his skill set and where it could be and maybe where, where he could fit in. 
Well, we really appreciate your time. Have a great call tonight, okay? How's uh, how's our buddy right. Jeff Rimmer doing? Is he okay or a little? <laughs> is he a nervous Nelly? I tell you what, we've been doing a lot of traveling, and uh, I was wondering how he was going to make out. But I tell you, he's a leader on the road, Kipper. So you'd be proud. <laughs> I'm telling tell you, said hi. Yes, we thank you. The night crawl, the night crawler. The I love night it. Crawler, so. I love it. En- <laughs> All right, enjoy the guys. game tonight, thank you. Jody Shelley. Good stuff. I mean, this is a fascinating team for me because there's a bunch of guys who you don't see but whose names you know. Domi, Line A. Yeah. I mean, even the Roslovic uh, coming over in the trade, Jake Voracek is there. Still some guys that uh, beat the Leafs yeah. years ago yeah, that's in, true. in the bubble. So uh, they, they got. I'm sure they can come in here and feel confident, maybe take advantage of a, a weaker lineup of the Leafs. This will be a good test. Yeah, so all that said, and want to give every NHL team all their due respect, tons of talent and whatever, they should beat Columbus. Like, I, I'm, I'm poking through our sport logic data here. Yeah. This is a bad hockey team, guys. I'm yeah. just going to say it, okay? Well. They've it, lost four in a row. But there's, this is a classic. They don't defend. Classic letdown spot for a team coming off a tough road. Well, and, and you know what, Sammy? It's like we've had a couple of examples already during the season. San Jose comes in. Mm-hmm. You think... Sleepy to game, weird night. JB's point, all everything points in the direction of a Leaf win. LA comes in, mm-hmm. points in the same direction. And I think Columbus is one of those where the Leafs have to sit there and say, we've, we've, burned, we've been burned at home a couple of times here for whatever reason. Yeah. So Against a weaker club. You know what can happen here tonight? This is the Elvis Merzlikens game. Can Elvis Merzlikens shut them down? The, the Blue Jackets are 31st in the NHL in slot shots allowed this season. Leafs are first in generating them. Mm. There should be some looks here, boys. Like the their last in four-check chances allowed, last in rebound chances, or near last. I mean, they... They're the, last in all those. Yes. And the Leafs are, what, first in all those? Close to they're first, first in They're first, first, and third in the yeah. three things I so, just named. I mean, yeah, all those... Yeah. There's going to be chances. So if Elvis wants to do Elvis things, which he can do, he's one of the best goalies in the league... It's possible, but this is this is a game they should have, Marner or not. This is you don't like me saying that. No, no, no. I I hundred percent agree with you that this you're just summing up the whole league basically. That there's thirty two teams right now. You just give me a. It's never been like this that I can remember that you have every team is soft somewhere. Well, yeah, of course, every team you can look at and say. This is now turned into the most important position by far. The, and, and the Flyers, again, for me, is a prime example. You just made a coaching change, and I think it was Jones last night against Colorado. I watched all these goals go in. They've got no chance with goaltending like what Jones gave them last night. I'm watching, I see. Yeah, I'm yeah, watching yeah. Kadri short side jones on his knees Kadri i know it was a good a job horrible but, but, angle. But boy. <laughs> i mean that's that's where we're at and that's again goaltending goaltending goal leafs have been good no question they've been good but they've had arguably their be- the best goaltending in the league along with uh markstrom in calgary yep. calgary is one of those teams where you still kind of look at their roster and go how yeah and you go Markstrom. <laughs> it's a pretty easy answer. Right? And yeah, if you get great goaltending, you have a chance to make your mediocre team look actually half decent. You know what? Sport Logic has a stat called steals, goalie steals, which is like if you have 
uh, sorry, if the other team has like double the expected goals of you and you still win, it's because your goalie stole you that win. Uh, the Leafs lead the league in steals. See, I like that. Jack Campbell has four Again, steals this season. I, as as I, we, we continue to work together. See, I buy that. You're coming around to some I, of well, this. Well, I am. But well, it's I not mean, like you're ever opposed. I, I can, we, we can all watch there and, and, and say at the end of the night, Jack stole that for the Leafs or Freddie last year or two years ago stole games for the Leafs. Yeah. But, you know, if there's a way to see it on paper too and it matches the eye test, I'm all for your um, dumb <laughs> analytics. <laughs> Where does uh, my, my nerding it up. rank on that list too? Uh, I don't have a okay. ranking. I, I would imagine he's tonight, very high because so. it's another team you didn't mention there, another kind of mediocre team that's been buoyed by excellent goal we'll get, agree. Um, We're going to get Aaron Ward's uh, thoughts in this as well. He's uh, set to join us as well, NHL Edge Tracking and Analytics. We'll get his thoughts uh, momentarily as uh, he comes on real kipper and born. But uh, that, to me, is really it, JB. When I when I look now at what goaltending means mm-hmm. to, I don't know, Montreal <laughs> I, yeah. last year. Well, you know, I saw, you know, there is a direct correlation between save percentage and coaches fired. You know, like you get you get a crappy save percentage all year and your coach all of a sudden his job's in jeopardy. Well, and one team that has struggled and the Vancouver Canucks and we saw that that uh, the coaching change and I don't know, is it me or did Vancouver win the Stanley Cup last night? I mean uh, Bruce, there it is. I know, man. I love Bruce, it. Is that what they were yeah. chanting? chanting that Bruce there it is? And then of course in classic Gabby fashion. He was asked about it today, and he said, well, you know, if we lose a couple in a row, it'll be Bruce. There he goes. <laughs> so he is he that, is going to be worth the entertainment he that just, he will provide. He dropped Vancouver. an F-bomb yesterday, Kipper, getting, getting up, up from, from his, his seat. His, oh, good for him. Nothing even happened. Just getting up made him Did curse. Did you guys see him step on the ice? <laughs> his <laughs> legs all wobbly. What was that? He may have to. He may have to coach them from the bench, or get, r- Russian uh, style. Got to do some down and backs, <laughs> or get a one of those like chairs that give your kids to skate around with. <laughs> you know what's funny though is like how willing he is to. You know, everyone's so worried about the how people perceive them. Bruce yesterday like made some comments to the effect of like the game was so fast, I had a little trouble following it. Like you know, not directly that, but that was the implication that you know it was a little faster than what he did, was used to. It's been a couple years. What did Besser say he was when he asked him to go in? Yeah, he said Besser asked him, or sorry, Bruce asked Besser to go out for the PK, and he's he said, he said oh, crap. oh crap, like what? That's <laughs> not what I do. But Bruce is mixing things up. I I just would be it'd be so fun to you know be Bruce at this point where you just go in and they're so sick of the old guard. And any sort of success at all is just looked upon as huge steps forward. And having guys play in different roles, the the fans are like, oh, finally, my guy gets to do that. Like, it's yeah. just such an easy Zero. win at this moment. When I look at Vancouver, guys, I, I, and it just goes to our conversation we just had moments ago with the goaltending. Mm-hmm. They, made, they made a bad mistake not signing Markstrom. You don't like Demko? I do like Demko. But sign Markstrom, give Demko another two months, three months, mm-hmm. and then trade one of them. Yeah. Can you imagine just right now? Having an asset like let's that would be. Just look around and see all these teams that have goaltending issues or question marks. Can you imagine 
It's a golden ticket right now, Kipper. If you could sell Demco or Markstrom. Can you imagine right now if you had a for sale sign on Markstrom or Demco and what the haul might be for a team that's out right now? Something that could have turned around a team that needs a turnaround. They made a horrible mistake in hindsight. Same with Tanev, too. They let Tanev go. All of a sudden, Quinn Hughes is like, oh, I got to do this on my own? Sign them and then put one up for sale and, and, and bring the haul in. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break here. This is Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, back after the break. The code word for today's episode to text 590-590 to qualify for your shot to win Leafs Blackhawks tickets on December 11th is Chicago. All right. We had Aaron Ward scheduled, but I think, Sammy, if I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken, uh, something came up and something he will up. not be able to join us, which means that you fixed your mic just in time. <laughs> We're going to interview Sam. This is actually one of my favorite radio things. I just put out the request for text and uh, and tweets, so we'll, we'll get some of, to some of those. And we don't have nothing. We do have backup plans, as always. So, Yes, of course. And uh, still waiting. No announcement. Uh, I think the Leafs were told that they should get an announcement on Jason Spezza's uh, in-person hearing prior to the hockey game tonight. I got a random DM got, from we, someone who says they know the games and guessed. They, they, I don't know who they are. It's not even a source or anything. They know the number? <laughs> That's what someone says in my DMs. They said it's three. Really? I'd be shocked if anyone, some rando wow. broke it on Twitter to us before. Uh, so that is not a source and do not so will you, run with that. Anyone if you there. were a betting man, Sammy, you want to do an over under or I uh, said three yesterday. You did. I did. I think it's three. Again, I'd be very surprised. An in-person hearing well, I would think, go under. I think there's, there might be something to be said about four. Yeah. <laughs> Just but to, to, to angle to, it to in the middle. Three. I know. Would look, I think they worry about the perception of, oh, it's the Leafs doing them a favor. Well, mm-hmm. I think I think they I think that's something to be considered if you're if you're that department. Don't you think that they're looking at the hit initially? Initially, and it looks pretty bad. And you know they get on the Zoom with Spezza. He says his piece. They do the conversation. They have the talk. You don't think they could dumb it down to three after they, well, you know, the Spezza, he's never been suspended. Like, he's got to get suspended, but it doesn't have to be for five games. I think he probably kind of did some talking, no? Yeah, I, 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 I don't disagree with you, and I know Spezza would have been in there arguing about uh, a falling guy. Yeah, and the angle changing as on. he's approaching. If and- he stands up. I'm not kneeing him in the head. And the force goes through his hips into the body more than, you know, just the way it's, it ends up being more like Corey Perry on Tavares by mistake. But then they, they would have had all of that prior to, to dissect or digest before you made the announcement for an in-person hearing. Yeah. And for them, to, usually an in-person means five or more. And to go to three, I think... Well, makes them look like they were they were persuaded or influenced. They were leafed up. They were completely <laughs> leafed up. So people thought that we were going old school on the Leafs yesterday with Austin Matthews. Is it time now? Can we discuss this? I think it's a great I know, time. I know that you're very familiar with uh, public blowback 
to things because you've said had opinions in public before. <laughs> I, my Twitter feed was just a flame last night over the implication that Austin Matthews should stand up for himself out there. What what did you make of uh, so people? The responses I saw that were most common were people saying. Oh, you know, real brilliant, you know, Austin Matthews just had a surgically repaired wrist and you guys want him to punch someone with them. And what if it's like McDavid and he re-breaks his wrist and he's out or, you know, what if, what if, you know, for me, for me, that's a stupid thing uh, to say. His wrist is, if he's playing in the NHL. This is a, this is passion and emotion at its finest, which I love, which opens up, you know, the one thing you got to remember here too, and and I forget sometimes. I, I I believe that when I speak, I'm I'm talking to the the hardcore. I'm talking to other hockey people mm-hmm. who have kind of understand it. I, I forget sometimes. There's there could be a a young family and a young. Oh, no, we're no, not, no, no, we're not going to no, start talking that. to them. No, we're not. They're welcome, of course. But I can get. I can understand JB the perception out there that like it is violent that it's it is a violent sport it can be a violent sport it can be graceful it can like be like boxing it could be, be <laughs> like it could be like an orchestra where everybody comes together and it it's playing beautiful music and you can interpret it any way you want but at the end of the day it, it is violent and we do have guys every once in a while trying to hurt each other or send messages to each Intimidation other. Intimidation is very real. Or not be intimidated. And I, I get the fact that some people cannot absorb that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but they're welcome to their comments. They're welcome to let us know how they feel. Yeah, I didn't block anyone over it. I respect all the so, other opinion. But we, we speak as if people already know that it's violent. You know, I just know racing in for a puck with someone, a 50-50 puck battle, you're, you're going full tilt. How you feel about that other person affects your aggressiveness, your willingness to go in first after it, whether you're, you know, intimidated or whether you're someone who intimidates people, it makes a difference. It's a real part of the sport. And so, you know, I think about kids on the playground, you know, if someone, every time you go to get on a swing, someone pushes you and takes that swing on the playground, you get up and say, hey, what the hell, man, which is part of where the comments about Matthews came from yesterday for me is that. At some point, don't you want to stand up to the person who's tossing you around? At some point, you know, if you're playing in a game and you are healthy, your wrist is repaired, at some point you got to stand up for yourself so it doesn't happen on repeat. It is protecting yourself. It's proactive. It's not reactionary in Neanderthal behavior. Yeah. It's proactive. No. And, and then that, that's the split now on, especially when we're talking about a world-class superstar like Austin Matthews and... You know the the, narr- the narrative as well is Matthews. You, he missed six weeks leading up to preseason. The wrist injury. Why would a guy go out and punch a guy in the head? That's just ridiculous. If his wrist can't handle a punch, I'm not sure he should be playing NHL hockey. And and no one's saying that he he. To your point, you drop your gloves and you're going to start wailing on a guy. But it's just the optics of looking like you're 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 fighting harder against uh Pierre Luc Dubois or that you're you're upset or you're just just you won't take it letting me. him know I, I'm not someone you can do this to and have you know and then I'll just like leave and then we carry on with our day and that is the intensity of the playoffs make, make no mistake about it we've seen the Leafs play now what uh 
uh, almost a third of their season, you know, <laughs> 25 games. Mm-hmm. And how many of them have looked like it's had the intensity of, of Winnipeg, Minnesota, uh, Boston early on in the series. I think Carolina pushed them pretty hard. But there's only been a handful of games that, that had true mm-hmm. playoff type intensity. You know, the one reason I get torn, so I totally agree with that. The one reason I get torn on what Matthews did, so I had a coach who when we would go play another team, he would put a box around certain players, and those were the box heads, and then we're looking at the other team's lineup, and a circle around other guys, and you never talk to the guys in the boxes, and everyone who is circled, you talk to the whole game, and you got in, you, you wanted to get in their head as much as possible. There's value in not talking to the guys who are trying to bother you, agitate you, whatever. And so when I see Matthews in the past, I've thought, that's okay, right? He doesn't honor that. He doesn't, you know, let guys get into it. They're not on his level. Don't waste your time. But there is a big part of me watching that after seeing it happen a couple of times and just looking at the course of his career and say, okay, not everyone's a box head. You got to talk to some people. I I like that. Yeah. Box uh, Box and circle? Yeah. It's, uh, there are certain players you talk to, and Dubois is certainly not someone who's such a thug that you can't get involved. No, in. no you can't. You, have a usually, with the him. the and, and usually the perception when you look at another team's lineup is that you know, and and this goes for any era that there is a bit of a code that a heavyweight doesn't fight a a, a middleweight mm-hmm. or at least a light middleweight, and you kind of stay in your weight class. When 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 you're Austin Matthews in that scenario, it's not like you're 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 wrestling around with Logan Stanley or like that is your weight class. Yeah, Pierre Luc Dubois. It's maybe if you handpicked is, a guy from the league, talented, also big. So you know you'd be in a room and when in in the old days it'd be you know I hate doing this in the old days, but you would. You would match up against a guy that you would match up. You you know you wouldn't have Check the roster before the game, and and that and somebody would go, that's my guy. If anything happens, that's my guy. Austin need, needed to look at Pierre Luc Dubois and say, that's my guy. It's not anybody else in the lineup. It's not a heavyweight. It's not a. It's just this is supposed to be their big horse down the middle. I am the same thing. I want to be that same guy. This is my guy. We're going head to head. I'm yeah. not looking for anybody else here. And that's where you hope that next time it happens, then yeah, Matthews goes, you know, I've got this guy. But they turns around and says, hey, man, F you. I do not like when you put your hands on me in such manner. Please And that, and that may be enough, right? Yeah. That well, may be enough. Just to go back to the thing, like we were talking about yesterday, they the wrestling match was weird. He had him from behind. It was kind of like... It was hard for him to kind of do anything. He got a good position, I guess, UFC style. Got yeah. him from the, the, the area. Got him around the neck. But when they stood up, they both the ref separated them. There was a chance for him to kind of go forward towards him. And he went back towards the referee. And I think that rubbed a lot of Leaf fans wrong. And some of them think we're idiots. Yeah, so, fair enough. Yeah. And it's, it. not, it's, it's not Adam Lowry. No. I, I get it. If it's no. Adam Lowry, I'm okay. Yeah, no. But it's... But Adam Lowry probably doesn't do that because he would probably know that code that you're talking about. That's right. Um, within, within a certain, you know, boundary. Yeah. Got an interesting question here in the text line. Do you want to hear it? Or do you want to, do you want to hear, uh, do you want to hear about Sheldon Keefe and, and penalties on Matthews that we were just talking about that? Do you think that's relevant? 
Should we? Yeah, no, let's let's, let's do go that because, while we're on it. Because part of what we started yesterday was that whole perception of uh, our our star players protected enough mm-hmm. in our game. That's how it kind of spread from just us talking about Austin. So let's have a listen. It's not specific to Austin necessarily and the best players in the world, but I think that is a factor. Those guys get a lot more attention on them. So, therefore, there would be more opportunity for such calls. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Austin's drawn a penalty the entire season, which is strange considering how much he has the puck and how involved he is. Um, so, you know, those, those kind of things I think that are, are worth looking at if you're, you know, if, if you're involved uh, with that. Ooh, what's good for McDavid is good for Austin. It is funny how much talking there was about McDavid who's drawn 15 penalties or something in, in Austin. So to Keith's point, he hasn't drawn a penalty at five on five, which that's a lot of hockey for Austin. It's a ton. Yeah. I know. So he's, he's drawn a few, two on the power play and one uh, coincidentals. I think in years past, the argument could be made about the areas of the ice that Austin plays in. I think, you know, he's in the defensive zone. He's kind of below the dots a lot, and he's he's a lot more engaged in the defensive zone or whatever, so maybe down there. But in the awesome offensive zone in years past, he's been more of a shooter from the outside, you know, mm-hmm. hasn't been involved in front of the net as much. But I think that argument this year has gone out the window with how much time he's spent below the dots in front of the net, around the boards, around the back of the net. Like, this is the year of all the years where you'd think he'd be getting more penalty calls because he's going to the quote-unquote dirty areas. He's the ultimate case study in... Because you're big and strong and skate well and don't fall down, refs don't call penalties. You know, yeah. like, I mean, Kipper, I'm sure you're familiar with the idea of, you know, letting it go to the ice, you know, let, letting yourself fall. I don't know. Do you dive? I dive a little. 58 dives. Oh, it's an art. Yeah. You got to find your spot. All right. I, you know, this guy's held me up enough that I can't get where I want to get. Yeah. So down no, you go. Bunting's been great at it. And, uh, yeah, there's certain guys that can really – you know, paint it well. And maybe Austin's got to think about that a little bit more. Yeah. Well, and it's unfortunate that that's the situation. That Squeaky wheel gets the oil. Well, that's part of it too. So, listen, it puts, no matter what, no matter how hard you try, if you're uh, the officials in the National Hockey League, uh, now there's going to be more attention. We saw it in Edmonton. I bet he draws one tonight. Well, there was a national conversation about McDavid for how many days we had Tim Peel on to talk about it. Like, yeah. it was a huge conversation. We and also... Like it and, hasn't been a conversation with Matthews at all. But it started. It started now. Because of, I think mostly of what Keith said. After the Winnipeg thing and him saying this, I think now it's going to gain more momentum. It's funny. We, we had Peel on after uh, McDavid had, like, he was like 140th in the league in penalties drawn. He had, like, six through, like, oh. you know, 20 games or something. You yeah. know, it's like they hadn't played much yet. But anyway. But uh, uh, we, we do know, though, guys, in the playoffs, one, two, three power plays. Yeah. That's it. That's always been cons- consistent. Is this is where that, I take my it, chance to say the Oilers are going to lose in the playoffs in the first round again? Yes. Just, can I take that? Yeah. The Oilers are a five-on-five five team. They're, they're below league average. They're 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, and everything. They're a great special teams team, but if there isn't special teams and their goaltending stinks, they don't look like a playoff team. When people are doing the Edmonton-Calgary debate, Oilers ain't it. You just lost Hyman's spot on the Olympic team. <laughs> oh, man. After I bigged him up. All right, Sammy, should we take some of these uh, texts well, and tweets? yeah, sure. I... I was going to go in a different direction here. But where, where else do you want to go? Well, no, it was, it was a, you had mentioned the Olympic team, so we were going back to the Olympic team, I guess. So I, I, our 
Texter SJ in North York who texts in all the time. We really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Says that I think Tavares draws in because you need net front for people on the power play. Who do you guys think are other candidates for that uh, net front on the power play for Canada? And you had mentioned this in our pre-show meeting well, about this. So Braden Point is kind of a bumper guy, right? But if he plays at net front, he can pop up to the bumper and shoot. So he's an, an option. Anthony Sorelli, Mark Stone, any of those low-line guys want to do it? God, I just look at the uh, the Boston guys. Their power play is yeah. so good with Marshawn and Bergeron. Yeah, I think Tavares can can be a guy like that for sure. Uh, I just I don't know whether or not uh, they worry about foot speed. That's all. It's just tough to see, you know, well, the power play hopefully is stationary. You just hope, tough to see a situation where you want to put Tavares on the ice when you've got these other names and you're on the power play. But, like, part of what makes Nathan McKinnon so good is skating, right? And, like, is that nullified a bit by being on the top power play unit? I don't know. I think I think Tavares is he's going to find a way in. Me too. Marchand, half-wall guy. Yeah. They, they got a lot of choices. Well, him and Bergeron seam the other team so well, eh? Like, they find a way to get, make that cross-seam pass just deadly. And then you got Sid with those two guys, as usual. Actually, Warning. Sid can play net front. Sid's really good around the yeah, net, He'll too, grease it up like for that. you. Yeah, he's... He's a, a tip, redirect kind yeah. of guy. Scramble for that battle, find it, kick it up to his stick. His Some of Sid's most impressive goals in the last 10 years, or maybe five years, have been those really wild deflections. Like ones where he's reaching across his body. You're kind of like... One cr- hand. Or, cr- it at it, yeah. or, or karate chopping the puck like from a weird angle into the yeah. top corner. Like He's really good on the angles. So, I mean, here's the thing. A lot of guys can Do play you think a lock? It is funny that we're talking about him. I, I just think talking about different roles on the team makes him a lock. And Cooper being there and him being kind of a... And hasn't he won a Mem Cup, two Stanley Cups? Like, he's a guy who just wins, you know, Armstrong. By the way, that's something we didn't talk about enough about Armstrong mentioning, having success in the playoffs or the World Championships. Sammy took that in my ears. Mangiapane getting a little love because he was so good at the World Championships. Um Ooh, there's a name we didn't drop. We didn't, yeah, that didn't come up at all. And there's a couple names that just got mentioned on the text line right now. The texts are just rolling in. Once they once they hear me read one text, they're just like, <laughs> it's time to text. But um, no one has mentioned Nazem Kadri yeah. on the Olympic team. Not on the Owen long list. from Brampton and Andrew, Andrew Mondrupani as well. Kadri did not make the long list Ka- and therefore is yeah. ineligible. That's stupid. Stupid. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I thought the same thing. The list? Yeah. What's the point of having a long list? Tell the play, tell them the, the names when you pick the names. Yeah, it's the most hockey Canada, most like international thing I've ever heard. Like, just let's make these arbitrary rules that make zero sense. I did like that Armstrong said that everyone had to have their forms filled. And like by that, he also said like their sizes in for all like their Lululemon oh. jackets and oh all that. My God. <laughs> I, I'm the worst filling out forms. <laughs> not your, not your strong suit. <laughs> Can someone get disqualified because they 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 uh, they screwed up their forms? Yeah, uh, uh, maybe have your agent do that or something. <laughs> I might buy one of those Lulu jackets. I just, just hate forms. I just throw them to my wife. Can you fill this out, please? There's some things in this show I know I'm gonna have to do. It's gonna be reads, forms, all the all yes, that sort of stuff. Yes, that's that's the attention. I'm a big picture guy. <laughs> you are the attention to details. Your, your concussions on our only show. come up when it's detail time. And you're like, ah, I had concussions. I can't do that. That's so, not a strength. So who do you think is the leading scorer in the league? 
for Canadian players. The number one Con- with the most Con- goals. Con- no, the Con- most goals. Oh, uh, is it Kadri? Is that the point you're going to make? <laughs> no, it's neither. It's it Mangiapane. It's, it's Mangiapane. Seventeen yeah. tucks, leading goal scorer for Can- Canadian players in the NHL. Can I tell you something? I'm going to go and take on a branch here and say something. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. He's not. He's not. He's not, a, not even close to me. I, he's playing 15 minutes a night for the best team. They only play him 15 and a half, 16 minutes at most. This coach doesn't think he should yeah. be on the ice more. And he shoots know. it in the net. 17. So who doesn't on this team? 17 but, and three. But he could, he could be in and they could decide no Tavares because of it. Sure. Definitely. That, that to me, uh, could could they take him over Stamkos? They could take him over, uh, you know, Barzal on my fourteen team list, and I Barzal struggled. I, could, I, I mean, he has. I he, could live with that for you sure. You can't you can't tell me that that fact, wouldn't that, that, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a perfect example of a guy playing himself off a roster. I think I've changed my mind. Barzal can come out and Mangiapane can go in. Fourteenth guy, not 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 dressed. It's a good thing it's a two hour show. <laughs> well, let's, I will, you were you were pulling that one out in the first hour. I feel like a strength of mine is a willingness to uh, change my mind. Some call it flip flopping, but I'm, I'm open minded <laughs> and I receive new information. Uh, someone texted and said, "Chris Letang always overlooked." Yeah, he's he's. Uh, I actually sorted Canadian D man for points. He's a uh, top five, I think, in points. I don't know. Is he? Uh, I, I'll be honest. I haven't watched a ton of them. I've watched the Penguins a handful of times, know. but he hasn't stood out to me. I I think there's some nights he is the worst defender on the ice. Yeah, you just, just don't want a guy that you're you, like. I, I hope it's a good night. Don't know what you're going to get from him defensively. You know, I I feel that I also thought that was one thing that Armstrong said was about two two hundred foot guys. He said. You know, you you hope between the eight guys, you know, you have someone who can do everything, but you hope you have at least six guys who can play 200 feet. I don't know. Like, is Darnell Nurse a good defense, defensive defenseman? I think of him as a pretty good offensive one. He's been battling a little bit, and the goals aren't coming anywhere near where they did last year. So, but you would ask. Like, Morgan, you, does he you, defend if, well If enough? he was there, you would ask him to to provide some offense. Yeah. Darnell Nurse. Like Shea Theodore, is he a def- like defensive defenseman? I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of offensive so, defensemen. So this is an interesting text that pertains to another team, and this is from another uh, often texter who we love, Pat- Patrick from Saskatoon. Kadri, not on the long list, isn't as bad as Lucas Raymond not being on Sweden's long list. He was not their 56th best player? He was not on their long list. That's wow. what, According to Patrick in Saskatoon, breaking news from Saskatoon. Can, can they not uh, make a... a- a switch. <laughs> can they not slide that <laughs> oh, under you, the door you're, somewhere? You're not wrong. Like, can they Come go to, Lee, to IOC and be like, hey, do you guys want good players in do your you event a or no? Yeah. A good tournament. Or do you want to be bureaucratic here and be like, ah, the forms weren't filled and that out. that was before October, this this list? Yeah, before the season. Yeah, it'll be like, well, it'll be like the Argos getting to play their starter. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let them in there. <laughs> that was inconvenient. Let's yeah. fix Listen, that. by the way, <laughs> you guys were all... So mean to the CFL. Oh. I was actually, I was, I was the good guy. I was the good guy. I talked about when I was a kid. Boy, and how great sour it was. about that. Oh yeah. my gosh, did you get? Oh yeah, beat up. We did got, you, we got a few texts. Yeah, Sammy, you got killed. Kipper and I, not at all. Yeah, not yeah, at all. Whatever. Sammy, you were just horrible. Nice I've always yeah, loved the just, CFL. I'm just, a, I'm just a rude guy. All right, so this one, let's shift to the Leafs here. This is a good question because I don't know the answer. I don't know if you guys do. Great show as always, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Would Murazik? 
be a buyout candidate this offseason? And what would the penalty be, Tony, near Espinola? I mean, I'm going to say a hard no. Well, the buyout's uh, two years left at 3-8 at uh, two-thirds. So now you're looking at four years and you're paying $2.5 million? So absolutely not, is what you're telling me. Four years of 2.5? You don't want that. If you can make people believe that he is a guy that's not going to disappear on you the moment you uh, (laughs) have a practice or a game, then there's value in him. Yeah. There, him being hurt for the first half of the year doesn't there's negate no, everything prior. There's no need to buy him out. There's need to have him play, play well, and then possibly move him. But yeah, He gave up four in his Marley's debut, if anyone mm-hmm. uh, was looking for an update on Peter Mrazek. I expect him to be ready soon did for you, the Leafs. Did you see the goals? Uh, yes. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kipper, hey. I looked up the stats, all right? Okay. Man, those Laval shooters must just <laughs> hey. be red hot. Like... Like Hutchison we, we, couldn't solve anything. We're talking uh, like Dave Reese against Sittler, February seventh, uh, nineteen yeah seventy six. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is it hasn't been great in any game. He's played five periods for the Leafs and they weren't great. And his three periods with the Marlies. I don't know. The coach said he played well. I read the quotes. Greg Moore said he was good. Oh yeah, sure. So <laughs> sure, it's great. Well, they're gonna get him back here, and I guess he's gonna play eventually, but. I mean, what, is that, what does the Marner injury do? Can, does that give them any relief? Or they had to put him on LTI. Can they do that? You just mentioned, though, um, before the show that they had a really good excuse for taking Marner on the, on the trip. Wow. Yeah, I mean, what was it again? What okay. happened? What did they, so like, Marner oh, went on the trip. What, did, what a, did Sam did, do? Did they bring him just so, to make <laughs> Minnesota and Winnipeg think he might play? Okay. I got shot as the messenger on this, but Keith said today in his availability that they brought him because they got on a plane an hour after the practice and they didn't know the extent of it, so they just brought him. They got on the plane and he came with them. So that was their reasoning for bringing him on the trip. And Kipper, you were not thrilled about that Well, no, just assess him properly. You guys go ahead and let me get the MRI and let me figure out what we're dealing with. And if he's he's good the next day, fly him down there. Throw him on Air Canada Jazz. Or, or, to... or miss the game and have him meet them in Winnipeg if he's going to play. Mm-hmm. But if he's not, there was just no reason to pull him in because you were leaving an hour later and you didn't have him assessed. I don't buy that for one second. Well, but he wanted to go to the Gucci store, didn't he? Didn't we discuss that already? Shopping. <laughs> super mall. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. It's just a small beef of mine. That's yeah, all. That's fair enough. Any other, Sam? Or should we go in on uh, what else we got here? No, no. Patrick's from Saskatoon followed up saying that Emily Kaplan mentioned it on her podcast. So it was from her, not from Patrick in Saskatoon. Sorry to take away your credit there, buddy. So that's where that came from. Which one? Uh, from? Pa- from Raymond. Oh, Raymond, Raymond yeah. on the on the short list. So, so let's real quick then talk about what we talked about before the show. The Chinese team um, has oh, yeah. uh, is going to be in the group with Canada. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see Team China versus Team Canada at some point. Doug Armstrong, by the way, the most Canadian man on earth. When I asked him about that, he was like, "Well, I wouldn't want to say anything that." Yeah, you know, there's like, definitely a real chance here. He's going to jinx it. and They're going to lose. Yeah. What would have to happen? Uh, I don't know. What's the over under on that one? Uh, 12 and a half, all Canada. Yeah. I, oh, keep going. Well, there's the difference, though, Kipper. What will they do versus what they could do? Correct. Like, at some point, they're just going to be dumping and changing, aren't they? 
I don't know. Maybe you do the, the house league buzzer where it just goes off and everybody changes. Line changes, leave the puck on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel I, it's not a good spot to be in for Team Canada going into this game because, you know, if you don't score 15 goals, everyone's going to be like, oh, wow, well, you know, but like if you, you know, if you score a low amount of goal, like it's a weird. Well, the worst part too is it'll matter, right? For sometimes you tie and goals yeah. for matters. Uh, for sure, goal differential. Goal like I can't. You know, it could also be somewhat dangerous for these NHLers going up against guys that are so much lower than them in skill level, right? And to be you clear, think, we're not exaggerating this. Like, no, no, these guys are having like there are a lot of these guys that are like zero, zero, zero on like a bad KHL team. Right. Like, like some of these guys are really bad guys. So I, I don't know. It's tough. Like, should they be in, just put in Team Canada B? Put them in there. And what is the eligibility? The goaltender, who's the goaltender? Jeremy, Jeremy Smith. Jeremy Smith, apparently, for, yeah, for, for China. Yeah, Jeremy Smith. Very traditional. So it's going to be an interesting uh, collection of yeah. how they put that team together. I, I look forward to f- learning all about that. Hopefully, despite the score, it gets people interested and grows I mean, the game. I'm interested. I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm riveted. Uh, you know, if you had to pick hockey games I didn't want to miss this season, that's in my top five. Uh, it's in my – no, I, I would miss it. You know, you know that Canada and um, – Canada and USA play at midnight on a Friday night. Do they in really? The round, in the round robin. I, I'm okay with that. That's good. Whoo, baby. <laughs> the kids I'm already excited. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me. <laughs> Sammy, let's just make sure they're going. Oh, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Every time he says that, it goes down 62% sure 60. now. Well, yeah, at 63 before. 63, yeah. I'm less confident now. All right. Uh, Columbus versus the Leafs. This is... The, 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 they should take care of business tonight. Should take care of business. Always wary of a team coming off a road trip in a letdown spot against a non-divisional rival. Yeah, here. this has a different feel than the one yes. coming up from California yep. facing the Avs. Yes. Blue, Blue Jackets opened at plus 260. They're down to plus 220. Mm, people sniffing out some people value People sniffing here. out some value. The Leafs going with the Rubens in the lineup. You got Steves on the right wing. It's not exactly their A lineup. Simmons on the top line. Value play there for you, Sammy. Who do you think will be the... It's not going to be Simmons that will play the most up there. Who's it going to be? They're going to put Cash up there. They're going to put... You know, they're going to load up the super line with Willie and Tavares a bunch. Uh, That's what you do. A lot of, lot of different looks for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Well, right, it should boys. be fun. Good should for- be fun. Leafs and Col- uh, Columbus. Hey, boys. It was a good jam-packed show. We uh, missed Aaron Ward. We'll get him back yeah. on... Uh, yeah, good friend of the show now. Love his uh, his input. Still waiting on Jason Spezza. That should come before puck drop. Our thanks to Doug Armstrong, Team Canada General Manager, and Jody Shelley from the Columbus Blue Jackets to tee up the game. You've been listening to Real Kipper and Bourne on Sportsnet 590. The Fan, we're right back at it tomorrow.